Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. Episode four. It is Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Halloween. I hope everybody had a great weekend and was safe and sound and are back here for another great opportunity to hear me. You are listening to Freight Be Moving, All Things Logistics with Jewel Williams. I am your host. And today we're going to be talking about two pieces of technology that are changing the landscape of the transportation and logistics industry. And those two pieces of technology are EDI and APIs. So if you are listening to this, you can catch it. You can catch the show on YouTube. And I am also recording it there and uh, it will be uploaded. It's usually a little bit of a delay after I do. I upload it onto the um platform for Spotify for you to listen to it there and for Apple podcast for you to listen to it there. So like I said, we're going to be talking about two pieces of technology that are changing the landscape of the transportation supply chain and logistics industry. And they they're not new. They've been around for a while. These transportations are not new. They've been around for a while. However, with new advances and the things that have come out, these two pieces of information are, are, excuse me, these two pieces of technology are quickly changing how suppliers are doing business. So I come to this because it wasn't too long ago, I was on a webinar and a question was brought up on the webinar. How can I find a database of shippers. How can I find a database where shippers are putting or posting up their their loads? And the person conducting the webinar said, oh, there's no such thing. Shippers don't do that. The way you get shipments is you have to call them and, you know, they will book with you. And I say this because I'm a freight broker. So to help give context to it. So anyway, the conductor of the webinar said there are no such databases or systems where shippers load their cargo that needs to be loaded, that they put it up there. And that is not true. That has changed. Now, back in the day when computers and things were not so savvy, Shippers did not do that. However, even though EDI technology has been around for a while, it wasn't used for this particular process. So let me read to you a little here about what exactly is EDI and what exactly is APIs. I'm taking this information from the uh, one EDI source, EDI Guide 101. And my computer wants to move slow because I got everything going. So here's what they say. What is electronic data? Hold on. My computer wants to run away and do what it wants to do. No biggie. No biggie. We're going to stop this right now. This is when uh, technology starts to take over. I tell you, had this all planned out. 
And here I am sitting here trying to get my screen to stop scrolling and it wants to scroll on its own. All right, here we go. So what is electronic data interchange? EDI is a set of standards developed in the 1960s that defines common formats for information to be exchanged electronically between two, between two organizations that do business together or trading partners. In practice, it allows companies to speak the same language electronically and communicate more effectively. Before EDI was widely adopted, companies conducted business by sending paper documents using mail and couriers. Even with access to modern technology, some still operate using these paper-based processes. EDI eliminates much of that manual processing and the efficiencies, excuse me, and the inefficiencies that come with it by automating the electronic flow of the same information in packets of formatted data. Documents exchanged through EDI may include invoices, purchase orders, advanced shipping notifications, student transcripts, healthcare claims, and much more. Most of us are using EDI if you are using any type of TMS system, when you're looking for your rates through say DAT or truckstop.com, those systems are using a form of EDI to share that information with you. They're also using a form of API to share that information with you. Most of the back office things that are using, are, are using the EDI process. Most of the internet of things are using the API process. So let's look at the definition of APIs. This is coming from APIs for Dummies. And it says here, application programming interfaces, APIs, are the underpinning of the cloud, mobile, and internet of things revolution. The speed, ease, and portability of data exchange through APIs allow for all our modern innovations and conveniences. Everything from how we order taxis, move money between banks, watch entertainment, share life moments through videos on our social media feeds and manage or monitor our homes. It all happens because of APIs. APIs are connecting the world in ways that were previously unfathomable. With modern APIs, you can project your capabilities to an audience outside of your own team. When done right, APIs enable enterprises to innovate faster and reach new audiences. That is the value of APIs, but what is their basic nature and what key questions should you ask when embarking on an API journey? And that is all that in a nutshell. So some of the technologies that you're seeing on the web, as you saw, uh, social media, yet one technology that I see taking over and companies that are using it. There's two companies that I read about. One is Uber Freight. The other one is Project 44. Now, Project 44, and I'm going to talk about these this week. This week is going to be, we're going to be talking about technology this whole week and how it is reshaping the entire logistics 
and transportation landscape. So Uber Freight, as most of you know, Uber came on board and changed the way taxis do business. By going on our app, we could order a taxi. There was no longer waiting for a phone, picking up a phone and dialing a number. And you could do all that through an app. And you could even track where that driver was because that driver's phone was its tracking device. So our phones have become the tracking device, which we all know that. Now, Project 44 is offering visibility. And the reason that they can do visibility a little bit better now is because drivers, truck drivers have what's called EDIs or excuse me, ELDs in their trucks. ELDs are electronic logging devices. And these devices came on board around 20, well, I started hearing about them around 2015. And I remember, I remember approaching one of my transportation managers and telling them, hey, there's this new thing, ELDs, and they're gonna eliminate paper logs. And he told me, no, they're not. That's just too much money. Well. Within a year, all that changed and he was eating his words. So now because of ELDs, truck drivers can be tracked because that information is their tracking device. That that little system that sits in their truck is their tracking device. So now they can be tracked using an API background with shippers. So here is how shipments are, this whole landscape is forming. And I saw this, I saw this way back and I'm gonna share with you later on a, a PowerPoint I did in 2004. That's how long I've been in this business, but I saw this coming in 2004. You don't have to believe me, but I saw this coming in 2004 and I still have the PowerPoint. I had to change it because I was using clip art back then, but I had to, so I had to change it up a little bit um, when I pulled it down on my CD that I saved. And I was talking about this very thing happening in 2004. So here is how this is all enabling a visibility in the supply chain. So you have a shipper, whether that be a domestic shipper or whether that be a shipper overseas, you have a shipper that has goods that need to be moved. Now, before it was, let's fax them something or let's pick up the phone. Those are your two options in communicating. I have something to move. And that information usually goes to your first line, which is usually your, your freight forwarder, or your freight broker. Those were your two roads to start moving freight, a freight forwarder or a freight broker. Freight brokers predominantly work with domestic freight. Freight forwarders predominantly work with uh, intermodal international freight. But those were your two roads that you, that shippers had to choose. And from there, the forwarder or the broker receive the information. They then reach out to carriers. Carriers then respond back. Information is sent to those carriers to pick up. 
those carriers go to the destination to pick up. And once those drivers picked up and, and wrote, hand wrote down or received, um, Datacom was a, a, a key in the trucks. You know, you had these big gonky, um, I would say like mini computers that sat in the trucks. And that's how the transmission of the data and the drivers would have to read. And it was almost like a, um, remind me of the military's old way of how we would read like the code that would come up and then we would have to go to the book and transcribe it. And so anyway, your data com would give you all that information. You'd write it down and in uh, your notepad. Then you would go to a truck stop and you would fax, which you're probably still doing, but you would fax over your documentation after delivery so that you can get paid. Freight forwarders, they would get that information from your steamship lines. That, that would be waited to be downloaded. And we had couriers when I worked with freight forwarders, we had couriers that would come and physically pick up the papers. I, uh, I would watch the one girl and she would sort through all the papers, make sure all the packets, she would have what she needed to carry. She'd have this big case that she carried around, put it in her car, and then she would go deliver all of those packets by hand to all the people that needed that next stage of the information if it was too much to fax. That has all completely changed. Now people can sit at the computers and this is where Uber is coming in and offering this service and platform to shippers. And that's where the webinar coordinator at that time was unaware of this service because Transplace was not necessarily a top of mind for freight brokers. And this is where freight brokers who are still in the mindset that they will not be obsolete or they will not be replaced. You might want to start rethinking about how you do business with your shippers because your shippers are wanting visibility and they want to self-serve. We, we have come into the world of self-serve. Thank you, Amazon. You wanted a book, self-serve, go on Amazon. Now, anything you want, go on Amazon. It was just a matter of time before it was going to happen. If, if you were forward thinking, you saw this coming down the road. So, 11 a.m. So now, this is how the transaction's working. Shipper, they're sitting in their office. They've got customer that sends them an order through their EDI system, customer orders. Shipper says, okay, let's see, uh, how much is this gonna cost? Oh, let's go on to XYZ, let's look at rates. Rates pop up, oh, okay, all right. Um, I wanna send this to Chicago, I wanna send this one to uh, Texas, I got another one going up here, over here to Idaho. Those are my rates. These, these, this is my competitions. And I got this many trucks available to me through platforms like Uber Freight that bought Transplace that uses API and EDI communications. It's all a self-serve menu. Whereas the other option is, a broker calls and say, hey, you got any freight today? 
okay, I can get you some rates. And then that broker has to go out and they make all those phone calls. They got to secure that driver. Well, that same driver, that same driver could be registered with Uber Freight. And here that broker's calling that driver. And that driver knows they're registered in both places. So they don't have to share that information. So that broker says, hey, I got this lane for you. I can I can give this to you. If that driver is savvy enough, they've put two and two together. They can get it over here with Uber Freight and bypass the broker commission. Because this is the big debate now. Why pay a broker commission to get you something that you can self-serve through Uber Freight? And the same with the customers, same with the shippers. Why? So how is a broker going to make sure that they stay viable, valuable, and offer value to the customer in a world that wants visibility and self-serve application? The broker's going to have to start thinking about how they can capture the order electronically. That's where you're going to have to go. How can you capture the order electronically? The TMS systems by TruckStop and DAT have value. However, they're valuable to the broker when communicating to the driver. They're not valuable to the broker communicating to the shipper. And that's where the marriage needs to happen. Because if you want to get in front of your shippers, I'm telling you now, hear my words, API EDI is going to be your best friend in order to do that. Because shippers after COVID and pandemic catastrophes realize they want visibility. And Project 44, Uber Freight, that's what they're giving them visibility. I can see it from the time it picks up to the time it leaves. And that makes it makes it possible because drivers have ELDs in their system and they're mandatory. Every driver that is driving a truck right now has to have an ELD or they're not driving because the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration won't allow them to. It is a mandate. It is a mandate. And even if they're renting a truck, they got an app on their phone that they can use to send and receive. And this phone right here, this this is the tracking device. This is the tracking device. This is cellular data, Wi-Fi connection, all of that right here. All that is in this right here. So if, if you... If you weren't, if you're listening to this, I'm pointing at my phone and I'm holding it up to the screen so that the indication. So I hope this information was helpful to you. My purpose here is to generate new thoughts, new thinking, and to help anybody out there that is in the transportation and logistics field. If you don't know, I want you to know that the landscape is changing and to be proactive and and, and get on board. Start thinking about how you can be a part of the change and stop fighting it. Stop fighting it. I read on Reddit all this weekend, people talking about, oh, brokers will never go away. I'm gonna tell you, Sears probably said the same thing. We're Sears, we're never gonna go away. When Amazon hit the internet, 
Macy's probably said, we're never going to go away. Walmart right now is battling Amazon tooth for tooth because they're determined that they know they need to stay relevant in order to stay in this industry. So trust and believe technology has it, it it's winning and I'm glad it's winning. I'm, I am ecstatic technology is here. I, for me, I'm in a, a dream. I am. I love it. So time to move on. I've, I've talked enough today and I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. And we're going to continue this discussion tomorrow when we're going to talk a little bit more about Project 44. What is it? What's it doing? Who's using it? Who made it? Who's the CEO? All that good stuff. We're going to dig into it. All right. Peace out, everybody. And if you're driving, please, whether you're a four wheeler or whether you are an 18 wheeler, be safe and share the road. We all got to be out here moving from point A to point B. All right. Peace and love.